We live in troubled times. But we need not be afraid. With Him, we can replace darkness with light, hate with love, fear with faith. Because we don't know our future, but we do know our Father. And if we trust in Him, if we stand by Him, each and every day, it will all work out. Fear not, for I am with thee. Aloha, and welcome to LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. This is Stephanie Colvin, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. And if you're new, welcome. We've got an exciting new logo, so look for that in your, wherever you pod from, whether it's Apple, Google, uh, wherever you pod from, there's going to be a new logo, so look for that. And it's an exciting change. The podcast is growing. Um, there's just so much going on. And I know that when we serve the Lord, that there are extraordinary things that truly happen. So welcome. This week's topic is being faithful and fearless. In this most recent conference in April, Brother Mutombo gave a talk from Africa. He said while serving as leaders of the Maryland Baltimore mission with his wife, Sister Mutombo, they were able to visit the historical sites in Palmyra, New York, while attending a mission leadership meeting there. They ended their visit in the sacred grove having a very spiritual experience, knowing that God's presence is in that sacred place. They didn't have a special manifestation or vision, but they felt the power of God. And after they left and were traveling back, Sister Mutombo noticed a huge smile on Brother Mutombo's face and inquired, What is the reason for your excitement? And he responded, My dear Natalie, the truth will always triumph over error and darkness will not continue on earth because of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. What faith demonstrated simple, sweet faith, and it is so reassuring to hear the words of our leaders. Brother Mutombo is now a 70, and his faith is an example for us to follow, and the faith that we need to acquire in order to not be fooled by the craftiness of men. To be fearless, we need to name it, face it, and conquer it, and we can do this through the Spirit of God, even the Holy Ghost, and use our faith to do exactly that, to name it, face it, and conquer it. Elder Ballard said, No matter how difficult the trail, we can take comfort in knowing that others before us have borne life's most grievous trials and tragedies by looking to heaven. When we remember our past of our early saints who established the gospel of Jesus Christ and traveled many miles over land and water to get to the promised land of the United States, we can draw strength and courage from their stories and examples of being fearless to conquer the challenges of our day from the exemplary faith and challenges that they faced 
and theirs. History and records are kept to teach us, to guide us, to warn us, and to build faith so mighty within us that we can withstand the tempests of these latter days leading up to the return of our beloved Savior, Redeemer, and Father in many ways, Jesus Christ. Building faith upon principle, the earlier saints demonstrated faith in God, faith in the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ, faith that God would guide them to the treasured gathering of saints who were few during this time. And just like the pioneers, we too can be a band of believers who are ordinary men and women doing extraordinary things, all because of faith and the power that faith gives to execute the will of the Lord. It is when we accept the invitation from Christ to come follow me that our faith becomes a power in our lives to enable us to be fearless. I wanted to share a few scriptures that I found, um, actually verses, and I was not aware of this, but it actually, as I was doing my research, there are 365 verses in the Bible that tell us to fear not in the King James Version. And that just struck me powerfully. 365 times in the Bible, God is telling us to fear not. So what is the message? We learn through repetition, through reminders, and being brought back into remembrance. So what is the Lord, what is God telling us? We don't remember who we were when we came here. We don't remember what we were like in the pre-existence and the pre-mortal life. But as I was telling my husband the other day, I have to be loyal and, and honor that Stephanie that lived in the presence of God and Christ before I came here. That I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was a daughter who was anxious and just excited to come down here and to be like my my father in heaven and my mother in heaven. And I owe it to that Stephanie to be faithful and to be fearless, to not doubt, to hold the ground that I've acquired and to trust in God. Recently, President Nelson, our beloved prophet who's leading us during this time in 2021, he said of the saints that God looks at us as being fearless And that really struck my heart. How do we become fearless for the Lord? We look around ourselves in this world and everything truly seems to be backwards. And yet we know in the latter day prophecies that right will be wrong and wrong will be right. And I feel like we're already living in that. It can invoke fear. It can be scary. And those feelings can lead to frustration and anger, sadness, and sorrow. It reminds me of the sadness and sorrow that we read about in the Book of Mormon from the prophets of that time who would have sorrow over the people that they are responsible for, that they have been called to warn, to lead and guide. And that is that kind of sorrow that I feel today. And that sorrow can be all-consuming. And that's not good. Father does not want us to use this once in eternal experience to be walking around being afraid. 
being sad, being upset, being sorrowful. We're to use the gospel to reconcile these feelings and to become those faithful and fearless saints that he needs us to be during this time. Remember, he has reserved you and I, the youth, for this time and dispensation because he knows exactly which children to send during which dispensation, which talents are going to be needed, what type of faith are going to be required during that time on earth. So again, I wanted to share some verses that I found, and I'm going to start with the fear not scriptures. I love the book of Isaiah, even though it can be super hard to understand. Um, but Isaiah chapter 41, 13, for I, the Lord, thy God will hold thy right hand saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. And in that same chapter, verse 10, fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And then we turn to Psalms chapter 118, verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? And then we have Luke chapter 8, verse 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And we go back to Psalms chapter 56, verse 11. And God, have I put my trust? I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. And then we turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then we go back to Psalm chapter 56, verse 4. In God, I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. And finally, we turn to Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. The message is clear. Our Heavenly Father who knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows what this experience is like for he has lived it himself. He has his own unique experience living in an earth and having those experiences himself. We wanted to be like him. And so we wanted to come here and have these experiences too. Remember that he knows us better than we know ourselves and we can turn to him. Recently, I have been dealing as usual. My life has not changed. If anything, I have had to add more responsibility. Working with my therapist, we have really tried to reflect on areas that I can cut back so that I'm not so hectic and distracted and so busy and just absolutely exhausted. And unfortunately, with the way that our family is and our situation at this time, there is absolutely nothing that I can cut back on. Everything is urgent and immediate. We are just simply in that time of our lives where we have elderly parents and older children that need us. We are the anchor. We are the center and we are headquarters. 
we cannot deny the support, the love, the charity to our family. So we hold fast to the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which teaches us to fear not, to always be faithful. And man, doesn't that seem like it would be so easy to do? And when you hear it, when I hear it, it seems like, wow, that's just so simple. This should be easy to do. And yet it's one of the hardest things for me and my husband to do. My husband by nature, because of the way his mind works and his mental disabilities, daily he experiences fear. And that comes from his anxiety, his OCD. It's hard to be faithful when you're constantly consumed with repetitive negative thoughts of being afraid. And his mind will create scenarios and and alternate realities that will make him believe that he's got these people that are trying to make his life miserable or trying to make sure that he fails in some way so that he cannot succeed in life, such as being a survivor. And he is very much a survivor daily. He is surviving. Um, for you know, There are times throughout the years that we're thriving, but mostly we're surviving. So as we work together, as we lean upon each other in our faith and knowledge and strengthen one another, one of the biggest things that I've learned is, or the question that I've had, is with all of this going on and the fear that's very real and present in our lives, how do we become so faithful that we become fearless? How can I help my husband to build faith that's great enough to conquer this mental disability that would like to keep its claws in him and keep him afraid, paint him into a corner without options? Well, I have to be the counter to the thoughts that come to his mind because of his anxieties. And it's my job to strengthen him in these times. It's my job to remind him of who he is, where he came from, his identity, and the patriarchal blessing that he received helps us to do that. It has been one of the biggest spiritual tools for us to have. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. These are simple teachings that are given to us through the word of God as found in the scriptures. And it sounds so easy. But how do you apply these teachings and the messages that our loving Heavenly Father is conveying and teaching us? It is the spiritual talent of believing, being an example of believers. Be a believer. It is in believing that it gives us the power to actually apply these scriptures these teachings, this doctrine, this power into our lives. It is in the believing and trusting in a higher power 
and a God who is so omniscient, all-knowing, all-loving, all-merciful, and all-justice, that we can trust in Him. We don't need to trust in ourselves and our mortal minds and our mortal knowledge because we just don't know enough. We don't have enough experience. We don't have enough spiritual tools to be able to combat it. But in the gospel of Jesus Christ, they have given us everything, everything that we need to push back and to be as God sees us, his fearless children. Now I would like to share some scriptures that I found about faith. And these are some of my favorites. In the book of Psalm chapter 115, verse 11, it says, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. In verse 12, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us and he will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. 13, he will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. I believe the scripture. Now, it's hard for me to hold that belief every second of every day. But the times that I start to falter, the times that my ground starts to shake a little bit because inevitably the mortality comes into the picture and we must face that opposition. I have to trust in these scriptures and what he's teaching us. And he's teaching us that he will bless us those that fear the Lord, that he'll increase us more and more, us and our children. He's always thinking of the big picture, our posterity and our families. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 6 through 7, it says, therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And then we have Enos chapter 1, verses 8. Because of thy faith in Christ, whom thou hast never heard before nor seen, and many years pass away before he shall manifest himself in the flesh, wherefore go to, thy faith hath made thee whole. And then we have Alma chapter 7, verses 24. And see that ye have faith, hope, and charity, and then ye will always abound in good works. And I love that particular verse because as we were talking about in seminary yesterday, we can know our leaders are truly servants of Christ and God by the fruits of their labor. What is the outcome of the work that they do? What are the results of all of their faith, of all of their work, devotion and service? to God and Christ to their children here on earth and that's how we can know who are truly servants of the Lord and that brings me so much peace but that scripture that I just read and see that ye have faith hope and charity and then ye will always abound in good works you know that's a promise and that's how I see that that's a promise that's made to us that when we exercise our faith that when we exercise our hope and we give charity, the inevitable consequence is faith plus hope plus charity equals good works. 
And I count on that. I trust in that. And then we have Enos chapter 1 verse 12. And it came to pass that after I had prayed and labored with all diligence, the Lord said unto me, I will grant unto thee according to thy desires because of thy faith. Now I know that the Lord is talking to his earlier prophets during a very different time and dispensation. But I also believe that that particular scripture is for us in this time and this dispensation. Because of our faith, he grants unto us according to our righteous desires. 3 Nephi chapter 17 verse 20, it says, Blessed are ye because of your faith. And now behold, my joy is full. When we have great faith, when we have faith no matter where it is on the scale and we keep that ground that we've acquired it makes our heavenly parents our advocate and redeemer with the father joyful happy it's no different than how i feel when my children do the things that are right and good for them and their their families and their lives in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, it says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Again, these are just words, unless you have faith and you believe. I believe that as I acknowledge and recognize the Lord throughout my day, that he will put my feet in the direction, point it in the direction that I need to go. And then finally in Alma chapter 38, verse 5, And now, my son, I would that ye should remember that as much as ye shall put your trust in God, even so much ye shall be delivered out of your trials and your troubles and your afflictions, and ye shall be lifted up at the last day. You know, these scriptures that we read, we really need to put our names in these scriptures. So an example, And now, my daughter, Stephanie, I would that ye should remember that as much as ye shall put your trust in God, even so much ye shall be delivered out of your trials and your troubles and your afflictions, and ye shall be lifted up at the last day. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that comfort. Thank you for teaching me always of thy power, of thy glory and omniscience, and that you are all wise and all knowing, and that I can always trust in thee. So, staying true to the purpose of the podcast, how have we used this in our lives? Just a couple days ago, my husband and I um, had a break during our day, and uh, because we work from home and we're always at home, um, we're grateful for our home. We know that Heavenly Father has given us a tremendous blessing in our little piece of paradise here in Ventura. Um, but we needed to get out. We were feeling a little bit, um, you know, cabin feverish. So we drove to the beach. And as we were watching um, the beautiful water, the Channel Islands, um, it was overcast. The marine layer was pretty thick. It was just a beautiful kind of cold, overcast day. And I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying it and I'm taking it all in. And then I look to my right and there's my husband. And he's got this look on his face as if he's like a nine-year-old boy who's just absolutely afraid. Now, this happens often in his life and in our marriage because of the nature of his mind. And um, quite often he can come across very childlike. 
Now, this mental disability that he has has also been a protection in that because he's childlike in many ways, he's very innocent. And that was one of my biggest attractions to him was that he's very innocent and he hasn't been out in the world and exposed himself to all of this stuff that I had exposed myself to. Um, and his mind is a protection in that way. But when you feel fear, you're an adult and you feel fear like you're a little child. It can be very, very debilitating. So, in my desire to help my husband, to strengthen my husband, to help him find joy and happiness in his life so that we can have as much of a fulfilling marriage as we possibly can, it's my job to be that faithful and fearless wife because I have to lead through example because my husband trusts me and he follows me just as much as I trust him and follow him. This is the beautiful nature of a marriage that is sealed in the temple under the priesthood authority that comes from Jesus Christ. This is the power that is exercised through the priesthood by taking out our endowments, by being sealed, that we have within our marriage. And it is this ultimate trust and loyalty to each other, both spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. And I know that my husband is such a great husband to me because of his mental challenges. So we can't blaspheme it entirely. We can't say to Heavenly Father, how dare you do this? Because we do see in the midst of our suffering and woes and sorrows, the power of God and his, his hand in our lives, the blessings that have come from the very hard and the opposition that we must face and endure. And sometimes it doesn't take thinking it through or coming up with solutions or how do we do this or do that. Sometimes it takes us just essentially, this is how I envision it, it's putting helmets on and bearing down in the storm and just holding tight. There's this one scene in this movie about a tornado. It's an old, old movie with Helen Hunt and uh, some other actors that I can't remember their names right now. But at the end of the movie, they were in the eye of the tornado. They were in the center. And so the tornado, they were holding on to these pipes that were grounded deep into the ground. And um, the tornado was sucking them up and they were kind of flying up in the air as they were holding on to these pipes for dear life. And then all of a sudden, they had this moment of just peace and calm and they were in the center of the tornado. And that's kind of how I see our lives sometimes is that we're holding on to the strength of the Lord as we are being sucked and tossed to and fro in tempests and whirlwinds and tornadoes. It is those times that we are strengthened in our faith. We have to have these experiences because that's when our roots are strengthened. That is when the anchor is deepened. 
So then when we truly face the biggest tempest of our, in our lives, we're prepared and ready and we can be those fearless children. And that is what we have in our marriage as we're facing every day those tempests, those winds and tornadoes. And using our faith, it strengthens us. It helps me to help my husband who can go from this fearful child who wants to crawl into his turtle shell is what I call it, to being able to crawl out of that turtle shell and kick it to the side and stand up and stand out for the Lord and for himself. Faithful and fearless. This is how God sees us. Do we see ourselves this way? What will it take for you to become faithful and fearless? This might be a journey that you make your entire life. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what's going to happen. But with every step, with every experience, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Because there is going to be a day when we are going to face the adversary in an epic battle of spiritual knowledge and power. And we will need to be those spiritual giants, those faithful and fearless children of God who have chosen to follow Christ and to push back on wickedness and evil. It'll be the righteousness of the saints that will chain Lucifer during the millennium of time. And I know that we can be those children for ourselves, for our families, for our communities, for our countries, for the Lord. Faithful and fearless always. I want you to know that um, my greatest desire is to always help. Before I do this, you know, do episodes for this podcast, I always sit and I spend time with Heavenly Father. Sometimes it's brief, sometimes it's longer. And my prayer to Him is always, Father, help me to be able to share or include the knowledge that needs to be shared and included to help those who listen to keep the ground of faith that they've built, to help them in their lives as they need it, to keep them faithful, to retain you in the faith. This is my greatest hope. And I'm going to share something that's very, very personal to me, that has been revealed to me, and has also been shared in my patriarchal blessing. I normally wouldn't share this because it's very <coughs> sacred, but I feel prompted to do so in order to convey the love that I have for you. In the spirit world during that time when there was a, a vote between Lucifer's plan and Christ's plan, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that... Um, who I am as I've studied out my identity and who I am and it's been over a period of years I am someone who 
loves those that are in my life and I am loyal to the bone. I am someone that will bend over backwards for those that need my help. I always think of others before myself and actually that's been a detriment to me because we have to take care of ourselves. If we do not take care of ourselves, we cannot take care of others. But by studying out my identity and coming to understand who I am, I was a daughter of God in the pre-existence that was working with my brothers and sisters. And I know that there was a time that we were reaching out to each other and doing missionary efforts, that there were brothers and sisters who were choosing to follow, you know, Lucifer. We had brothers and sisters that were sitting on the fence and were undecided. And then we had brothers and sisters who chose Christ. But when you think about the third of the host of heavens that followed Lucifer when he was banished out of Heavenly Father in Christ's presence, and you really think about the scope and how many children God has, that's a lot of people. When I was studying out my identity and who I am and what the Lord would have me to do, what is my mission here? I came to understand the great love that I have for my brothers and sisters. And that love... That experience can only come from the Spirit of God and can only come from searching and seeking and praying to understand. And so I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am from the tribe of Ephraim, that I am a missionary. My greatest desire is to stand at the, on top of the biggest mountain and to shout for all to hear that this is the gospel of Jesus Christ on earth come hear hear the good news find solace and comfort joy and happiness it's here on earth we need you to know this so as i have come to understand who i was in the pre-mortal life i have come to understand my mission here on earth and i am a missionary by spirit by heart by mind It is the spirit that can connect us through distance and time that can help us know how much we loved each other and love each other here. And that's the beauty of accepting Jesus Christ's invitation to come follow me. So, just as I was in the pre-mortal world, I am attempting to do that here. I love you. I have great love for you. My greatest desire is to strengthen you, to help you, to be that mountain of strength when you need it the most, to keep you rooted and squarely in the gospel of Jesus Christ, as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is his kingdom. This is his organization. He loves you, and he has allowed me to feel that love for you as well. And I'm grateful for this experience. So please, wherever you're at in your faith journey, please keep that ground that you've acquired and grow it. Trust it. Doubt your doubts. Pray and live fearlessly on the behalf of Jesus Christ and your God. We know the truth. We have the truth in our lives. And once you get to that point, when you are there, reach out beyond yourself. 
There are others that need to be saved. We need each other. We need to save each other to be there for one another. So it is my greatest desire that the Spirit can impress upon you this day whatever you needed to feel or come to learn or know in order to continue to push forward and accomplish your mission that you were given. We were all given missions here before we were sent here to accomplish and do because we know that Christ accomplishes his purposes through small and simple means and that's us. This podcast is small and simple means. May God bless you and your family. May you guys stay faithful. Always stay faithful. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay faithful. And remember to be kind. For everyone you meet is truly fighting a hard battle. And please know how much you're loved. Faithful and fearless. God bless.